0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment, so more people can see it.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Home Group. My name is Paul Rinner, and today my father asked me to lead The Home Group. So please be with us to the very, very end. I'm sure that this Home Group will be very, very beneficial to each of you. Today we're going to talk about what Jesus expects of us. I'm positive that Jesus has expectations for each of us. And it's a good thing. And he shares his expectations about how we're supposed to serve him and what kind of attitude we're supposed to have with his disciples. That's what we're going to talk about today. But with me today in the studio
0: is Joel and Maxime. Hi, Joel. Hi, Maxime. And I want to tell you guys, I think Paul is doing a wonderful job teaching us this week. Amen. If you guys have enjoyed it, please let us know. I certainly have. You know, it's an honor that we can study the Bible together. It really is. And I just want to say thank you, Paul, for teaching us from the Bible this week. It's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I, agree.
2: I agree. You're doing a very good job. And it's, it's you know, when I'm looking at you, you, you live exactly the way you say. Or your, your actions prove your words. And the way you minister uh, and the way you serve the Lord, it really gives you the right to speak to the people. Thank you so much. You
1: know, it's not so easy for me to speak English. Most of the time I speak Russian and I've actually never publicly spoken in English. Now I've done a lot of home groups, you know, we've been in the home groups for quite a while, but I've actually never publicly preached in English. So even reading the Bible publicly in English and trying to form my thoughts in English is kind of a challenge. Uh, Sometimes people say, what language do you think in? Uh, Well, I form my thoughts mostly in Russian and when i have to speak in english i i i find myself translating thoughts that i've previously spoken in russian to english so please forgive me if it doesn't come out the right way
2: for the first time or the first time thank you uh yes go ahead max my thing. struggle is that we always speak russian to each other yes they're, they speak Russian. I'm Russian, of course. And Paul and Joel, they speak Russian just as well as I do. And we never speak English. We never use English in our daily conversations. So when I need to talk to you here at this home group, I have to, say, I have to tell myself, say it, in, say it in English. Say it in English. So Actually, it's fun.
1: Yeah,
0: It is fun. You know, we're having a lot of fun at home group. And if you are having fun with us, please tell us. We would love to hear from you. And if you need prayer, this is very important. Please call us at 1-800-742-5593, or email us at prayerrun.org. We believe in the power of prayer, and we would love to put our faith out with yours so you can have a miracle in your life. That is so very important. Amen. We need miracles in our life. We need a touch from God, and often we need someone just to believe with us. So if you want prayer, please call us. We would really, really love to put our faith out with yours. But Paul, I have to tell our friends, of course, that on our website, you can download Study Guide for free. This week's study program, study guide, is just wonderful. Maxime, we went to all these places, filmed the stand-ups with Pastor, with Dad, and I just, I thought it was just a miracle. St. Petersburg. It was beautiful. And we talk about, we talk about the, what, the Holy Spirit who's in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The study guide's called You Are the Temple of the Holy Spirit. It comes with a wonderful s- series, and you can get these together. But Maxime, I thought that the programs we filmed in St. Petersburg were just beautiful.
2: They absolutely were. Mm-hmm, they really were. They absolutely were. And uh, if you have never been to St. Petersburg, it's another reason for you to have this, to get this stuff. It really is. The Bible says that we're supposed to have the
1: attitude of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, Paul tells us that we're supposed to have the attitude of Christ. And uh, we see that, of course, Jesus gave himself for us. He made the ultimate sacrifice that, so that we could be saved, and Jesus is very clear about his expectations for his disciples. He talks to them about being the servant of all, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get there, I, I want to kind of, start with the idea, and, and please let me know if you understand what I'm talking about, or if you agree, and if you disagree, that's fine. You can also say, I disagree completely. But... I want to start with the idea that there are several levels of commitment. And when we come to salvation, when we receive salvation, his gift for us, so often we stop at the point where we say, thank you. Thank you for what you've done in my life. I'm so grateful for what you've done in my life. Thank you for this freedom from sin that you have given us. Thank you for moving me from the dark from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light thank you and we just kind of stop there but there's another level of commitment there and there's another level of blessing for each of you that's when you begin to say thank you lord for what you've done in my life now i voluntarily commit my life to you the lord freed you from sin, from the slavery of sin. And before salvation, we did not have the freedom to make choices. Sin literally controlled us. But after salvation, we're free. We're free from that control. We're free from that slavery. And that's exactly what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse uh, 19 and 17, Uh, specifically verse, uh, I'm sorry, verse 19 and 20, and specifically verse 20, you're bought with the price. You're bought with the price at the cost of Jesus' blood. Mm -hmm. You are very valuable to God. He did everything He could possibly do so that you could be bought or bought from slavery so that you could have forgiveness, freedom of sin, prosperity, healing, and everything else that the Lord has given you. And here it continues to say, therefore, now since you are bought with a price, since you are freed from sin, now, therefore, therefore glorify God in your bodies and in your spirits, which are God's. So the next decision or the next level of of commitment that each of us, I believe, should make is our decision to voluntarily serve God. He bought us out of the slavery of sin, gave us freedom, but does not require us to be obedient or follow after him just like sin required it from us. Now it's our choice. Do we serve him or do we stay at that level of commitment where we simply say, thank you, Lord. This is cool. Or do we say, thank you, Lord. I will serve you now. I get to serve you now. I'm doing this not because I have to. I'm doing this because I can. I'm doing this because I get to. There's another level of commitment there that's available for everyone. And when you make that decision to go the extra mile, to make that next decision, that go to that next level of commitment, something wonderful happens. Now, that's a decision that you'll probably have to make once and again and again and again. You'll have to probably make it many times in your life because you constantly realize that there's just a little bit too much flesh. A little much, too much of me. I need to humble myself so that he can grow, so that more of him can show up in my life. So we're talking today about commitment, and we're talking today about what Jesus expects of you. We'll go to Mark chapter 10 and uh, verses 44 and 45. Mark chapter 10 verses 44 and 45. That's That's where we'll begin to read about commitment. So Joel, could you please read
0: that? Yes, but I'm going to start from verse 43, if that's okay. Because okay. I like verse 43. Okay, so we're in Mark chapter 10, verse 43. That's where I'm going to start. Okay, here we go. But among you, it should be quite different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be, must be your servant. Whoever wants, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even I, the Son of Man, came here not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. And Jesus gave his life as a ransom for so many.
1: Right. So once again, we see that Jesus is the example. We see that in Philippians chapter 2. We see that here in Mark chapter 10. Jesus is our example, and he's showing an entirely different system of how we are to grow spiritually and how we are to help each other. Instead of expecting other people to help us, we're supposed to be the first ones to say, I can do that, I can help, can I be a part of your life, can I serve you? Now we often say, how can I help you or how can I serve you? But this is more than just a question. This is an attitude, this is a way of life. This is who we should see ourselves as. We should see ourselves. Jesus is saying here that we should see ourselves as servants. Now, that's not very popular. So many, there are so many messages about us being sons and daughters of the king. And I agree with those messages 100%. But at the same time, Jesus says here that we're supposed to be servants. And the Apostle Paul says that he's a slave of God. So where are we in this? Are we sons? Are we daughters? Or are we servants? I think we're both. I think we're both. First, we become sons and daughters through salvation. And then we make the decision to commit our lives to him. And that's when we voluntarily become slaves or servants of God. Now, we'll get to the point where there is a reward. There is definitely a reward for making this decision. But before we get to that, and we find that in uh, John chapter 12, before we get to that, before we get to the reward, let's talk about what it means to be a servant. And of course, in
2: Sparkling Gems, uh, my father says a lot about that. Okay, I'm going to read directly from Pastor Rick's book, and the book is called Sparkling Gems, and I hope you have this book. So Pastor Rick writes... The word servant in this verse comes from the Greek word diakonos, the Greek word for a servant whose primarily, primary main responsibility was to serve food and to wait on tables. It presents a picture of a waiter or waitress who carefully attends to the needs, wishes and wants of his or her client, professionally pleasing clients. That's amazing. God wants us to professionally please our clients. But my question is, who is our client? I guess it's everybody. Well, I think first of all, we're meant to please the Lord.
1: Amen. That's our first goal because that's actually part of our worship. And then second of all, uh, Jesus loves people. We should love people. And so if we're actually serving the Lord, we're probably serving the Lord along with other people and directly helping other people. So it's connected to our service towards him and it's connected to our relationship to each other. First Corinthians chapter 11 where we read about communion says that we should examine ourselves. So how are you doing? Are you examining yourselves? Do you actually know where you are on this level of your service to other people? and if there's anything that you should do to fix that if there's anything that you should do to change your attitude because, Our love towards God eventually should show up in our love towards each other. And if you don't love each other, then that is a reflection of your love to God. Not so easy of a question here. Do you examine yourselves? How do you examine yourselves? And when you examine yourselves and when you let the Holy Spirit examine you or speak to you, how quickly do you respond to those things that you need to change. And that's what repentance actually is, because as Christians, we repent once, and then we continue to change. We continue to change and to grow in our Christian life. So as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I'm sure that there are things now and the things in the future that you may need to repent for or repent from change. Change so that... You can be a better Christian, a better follower of Christ. And this is so serious to Jesus that in Luke chapter 17, once again, he's speaking to his disciples about what it means to be a servant. And here he says, so likewise, he's speaking to them as if they're servants, using that, using that as an example. So likewise, when ye shall have done all those things which were, which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. So if the Lord told you to do it, don't take credit for it. All the credit belongs to Him. And if you're done doing whatever it was you were doing and, you know, you feel like you did a good job, that's great. That's wonderful. But it's actually, He's the one that actually did it. Because without His support, without His help, without the Holy Spirit in you, these are things that you wouldn't even have been able to do. So it's your your decision now. It's your voluntary worship when you say, I want to serve you. I actually don't think there's a contradiction between being a son, being a daughter, and being a servant. I don't see any contradiction in that at all because first he invites us into his kingdom, we become sons and daughters, and then we voluntarily say, I'm going to serve you because I want to serve you. I'm going to follow your commands because that is now my worship to you. I'm not doing it because I have to, I'm doing it because I get to. That's an entirely different attitude. And there is a reward for following Jesus. And that's exciting to me. There is a reward for following Jesus. And in uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 26, we read about this reward. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there there shall my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Him will my father honor. So if you've made the choice to serve Jesus, if you've made the cho- choice to follow Jesus and be a servant of all, then here it says, Him will my Father honor. Amen. So there's a reward for serving Jesus. Amen?
0: Amen. And Paul, what Bible verse was that again?
1: Uh, John 12, 26. Got it. Thank you. Okay. John 12, 26. There is a reward for serving Him. And if you're waiting for your reward, it will come. Your reward will come. Don't let the devil steal your faith or your hope. That reward is coming your way. Now, as sons, I'm a son, all right? Uh, Joel, me and you, we both grew up in pastor's house. We're brothers. Yes. And uh, this is going to get personal, and I'll, I'll share a little bit of how I understand this. Sometimes I found it difficult to understand. Who am I talking to right now? Am I talking to my boss? Am I talking to my father? Am I talking to my pastor? Am I talking to my friend? Uh, Who exactly am I talking to right now? And sometimes people use the example of hats. You know, what hat are you wearing right now? I found that all very confusing. I was under constant stress, which hat is he wearing? No, Now, now, which hat is he wearing? Joel, what, did you have any thoughts on that matter?
0: Paul, I know that dialogue often happened, but I just chose what hat to look at, and that's pretty much the hat I always have looked at. That's very good. And I really believe if you were raised correctly, you'll be respectful. You'll be respectful to your parents, to your boss, to your pastor. So, of course, Paul says pastor, but he's our father. He's my dad. He's my m- mama's mom, of course. They might be your employer, but they're still your parents. I hope that makes sense. So at the end of the day, they're still your parents. It doesn't matter what hat they wore previously. And if I just treat them like they're my parents, I think that the rest of the hats they wear will fall in line also. But of course, we need to be respectful and honorable. And I think it's the same thing with God. If we treat God like our father, then we'll fall in line. He's our Lord. Of course he is. But he, Jesus, died for us. He died for us. He's our Father. And if we really love Jesus, we'll treat him like our Lord. Amen. That's a good way to say it. Amen. He is our Father. He loves us regardless of what we do. But if we love Jesus, we'll treat him like our Lord. Amen.
2: Amen, Pastor Paul. You, uh, you used this wonderful example. You said that there. Well, it's good example and it's bad example. There are people who say, "I'm saved." Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to be the way I am, but what's interesting, uh, the Bible says that we've been sanctified by Jesus' sacrifice, and the word sanctified in Greek, uh, it's the word hagiadzo, and this word hagiadzo, the the word being holy comes from the same root in Greek, so this word means separation from common things, Mm -hmm. separation from common things, isn't that wonderful? You should be separated. If you're saved and if God is sanctifying you, you've been sanctified through Jesus' blood, it's a process. Separation from common things. We should not be connected to to Mm -hmm. anything that is common, unholy. We're called to be separated. Amen. 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 Well, Joe, I think you got to where I
1: eventually got much quicker because I was a little confused with the whole hat thing. And I'll get back to this. Uh, Are we sons or are we servants? I was a little confused with that for a moment. Am I an employee or am I a son? Am I a friend or am I speaking to my pastor right now? It got me a little bit confused until I realized the only thing that cannot change and will not change is that he, my father, Rick Renner, is my father. That's the only thing that will not change. Every other hat he wears, he may wear, he may not wear. All of the rest of the hats can change. So the most important one is that he's my father. That's back to where we are with Jesus. That's back where we are with the Lord. The first is he's our Lord. But, and I'm going to use us as an example. If I'm a good son, I should probably be the best employee. If I'm a good son, I should probably be the best person serving in church. Because if I'm not the best employee, that means I'm probably not a very good son. Now, I'm still a son. That hasn't changed. But it means I'm not honoring my father in other things. The same thing applies to God. First of all, he's our father. First of all, we're sons and daughters. But as sons and daughters, we make the choice to be the best that we can be in every area, and we serve him because we get to, not because we have to. So I don't see any contradiction in those two things. And actually, if you have the right uh, right understanding of it, uh, when Paul says I'm a servant, uh, I I find that very uh, very very encouraging because because he's speaking of his level of commitment, a level of submission, a level of trust uh, to the Lord, his desire to please. And it's absolutely normal to have a desire to please. That's absolutely normal. If you don't have a desire to please the Lord, that's not normal. You should have a desire to please the Lord. But here in the Gospels, we see that Jesus sets the example for us or raises the bar by saying, this is how you should treat each other. This is what I came to do, and if you want to please me, or if you want to follow after me, or if you want to follow after my example, this is what you should do for each other. So by serving the Lord or by serving each other, by being servants to all, we're actually serving him, and we're being the best we can possibly be so as it says in first corinthians chapters 11 chapter 11 examine yourselves i'd like to ask you today to examine yourself where are you in your level of commitment where are you in your level of commitment to god have you stopped somewhere and said this is good enough it's good enough for me or have you stopped somewhere and said i just can't do any more Or is there something that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you and saying, you know what, there's something else you can do, or there's something else that needs to change in your life? Has your flesh stopped you? Maybe your flesh has said, you know what, you've just given enough. It's time to to take a little bit. You've given enough. Time to let somebody else do the work. The flesh likes to say things like that. I'm sure glad Jesus didn't say that. Mm. I'm sure glad Jesus didn't say, you know what? These ungrateful people, I came all the way from heaven. They still haven't gotten it. I think I'm just going to go home. (laughs) You're pretty grateful he didn't do that. Jesus took it all the way to the end. What does that mean to you? Taking it all the way to the end. Doing exactly what he told you to do. What does that exactly mean to you? What does it mean to you when today we're talking about examining yourselves or taking it to the next level of commitment, making it your voluntary, vol-
0: voluntarily serving the Lord? You know, Paul, we're talking about s- servanthood. Yes. And uh, there's there's a wonderful parable. I wish I remember the scripture for it. Maybe you guys will help me. But Jesus talks about someone who owed a debt. And Jesus said, one, one owed a little, another one owed a lot. And he asked the disciples, which one of those two people do you think loved the person who forgave the debt. Mm. And the disciples said, of course, the one who owed the most. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wonderful because Jesus died for us. And if you, if you had a terrible lifestyle before Christ, I'm sure that your love for him is just enormous. Amen. But we were all sinners. And we need to love Jesus like we always should have. And we, he, he did such a miracle for us and i'm so grateful for my salvation and whenever you're grateful i think you can serve the lord your fellow brothers and sisters in christ even better you know it's hard to be ungrateful whenever you're grateful and to 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 recognize christ and our salvation to love him for what he did just helps us serve him as the lord and our brothers and sisters in christ easier
2: amen and you were talking about you're talking about your dad being your boss and being your father but i watched it he required of you always a lot more than he required of other people that work for him so sometimes guys i'm shocked by how much he requires of you and uh about about serving the lord one day you were in church you're in church a lot you spend a lot of time in church i like to be in church i hope you guys like to be in church i uh, mean you come in the morning you leave in the evening and once uh, i'm not, i think it was coin you were in church from early morning and it was like closer to the evening and Cohen was there with you. I don't know why. I mean, he spent the whole day in church with you and he was like, and you told him go and take care of this wire or something. Cohen, Cohen, my son. Yeah. Cohen goes, Dad, how long am I going to be in this church? Can I go home? And the guy spent like seven or eight hours in church. So I think your, your son, when he grows, he's going to be like you. Oh, well, I hope that he grows up to love Jesus and Amen. love the church. Amen. I hope this was helpful for you today. Please
1: let us know. Make the choice to commit your life to Jesus and do it every day. Thank you, Lord, that we could be together today and ask you, Lord, to bless everyone that has joined us today. Lord, I ask you to help them to follow you. Help the Lord to understand what is that next decision that they need to make in order to please you and serve and serve you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that
0: teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.